0: How's everybody doing? Good? Good, good. I'm thankful for all of you that are here today. We are in a series called This Is Us. And uh, we're talking about who we are as a church, Hope Community Church. And who are we? Hey, thank you. You've been listening. Yes. We are a caring place where God transforms lives. We're a place where people are strengthened. Genuineness is encouraged. And Christianity is a matter of the heart. And uh, I just want to thank Chick for finishing off the first banner last week. He did an awesome job talking about uh, the power of God to transform our lives. Today we're talking about how we want this to be a place where people can come and they are strengthened to do great things for God. And then uh, next week we're talking about genuineness, which is just so important in our world today. Um, and then uh, two weeks from today, Mr. Dom Savoca is going to be up here preaching about the heart. Have you? Has he been up here before? There's a lot of... Okay. So you're going to want to be here in two weeks. That's for sure. He's going to do an awesome job. Um, so today we're talking about people are strengthened. We're a church where people... Are strengthened. How many of you know that in life you got to be strong on the inside? See that in sports. You see a team heads down, that team's defeated. You see a team strong on the inside, head held high, determination in their eyes, that's a team that can win the victory. And in life you got to be strong on the inside to battle everything on the outside, right? And as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we have a strong God. We have a God who can make us strong on the inside to battle everything that's going on on the outside. I remember as a teenager, the very first time, brand new believer, that I experienced this strengthening from God. And uh, I was on a a camping trip with some friends in the Rocky Mountains. It's a brand new Christian, 17-year-old Brian. And uh, as teenage boys do, we got bored. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're in the mountains. And we thought, how awesome would it be just to go rock climbing? I mean, why not? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so we're going out, we're looking around, and we see an awesome, you know, rock face going up to the top of this mountain. Oh, that's awesome. Let's climb that. No ropes, no gear, you know, that, ah, no problem. So we start climbing, and we're going up and up and up, we're getting higher and higher and higher. Um, And I remember being, like, on, you know, the edge of this mountain. I don't even have, like, rock climbing shoes. It's just my big, you know, probably Reebok pumps. Do you guys remember those pumps? Yeah. Preach. (laughs) I'm up there, like, with my pumps. I'm like, no. Hanging on. And I go and I reach for this handhold. And I grab on, and I begin to pull myself, and the rock breaks off from the mountain. And then it crosses my mind that I may have done something dumb. (laughs) And, And I'm like, oh, man. And I look down, and we're about 60 feet up. And I drop the rock, and I watch it go down, down, down. And break into a million pieces. And I'm thinking, that's going to be me. That's going to be me going down, 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 you know, breaking into a million pieces. And my legs start shaking. I'm starting to panic. And I'm too high to start going down. Unless you have ropes, you're not going down. But I'm too scared to go up. I just remember as a brand new believer praying to God, God, would you give me the strength to get to the top? And when my strength was failing, and when I did something really stupid, God gave me the strength. I don't know how I did it. He gave me the strength to get to the top of that mountain. When we are weak, God is strong. We serve a strong God. And I love some of the scriptures. Psalm 73. God is the strength of my heart. And my portion forever. My my flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart. And my portion forever. Or Isaiah. Isaiah says in chapter 47. That God gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Could anybody use a little boost of strength today? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And then of course Paul in Philippians 4.13 says. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We serve a strong God. And in life, we got to be strong on the inside to battle the things on the outside. And on days when you say, you know what, I can't get through this, by God's strength, you can. When you're saying, I can't get over this, by God's strength, you can. Is there any limit to God's strength? No. No. God's strength is unlimited. And He gives strength, To the weary. My heart, my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And so I want to open with just a powerful question for us to wrestle with. What would you do if you were just a little stronger? I'm not talking about physical strength, I'm talking about if you were stronger in the Lord, what would you do? If you were just a little stronger, maybe you'd hold up under some stress or maybe you'd be able to face a fear or maybe there's an obstacle that you could get through. But more than that, what difference would you make in this world? What would be the impact of your life on the people around you if you were just a little bit stronger? See, we want to be a church where we strengthen people. We exist as a community to strengthen people. And here at Hope, we're always going to be about two things. We're going to be about people, we're going to be about changed lives and strengthening people. So what does that look like? How do we do it? How do we strengthen one another? Um, To answer these questions, I want to look at Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it's such an important passage for us. So uh, let's put this on the screen and... Um we're going we're gonna to stay in this verse. If you want to pull that up, you're welcome to. We'll put the slides up on the screen. How do we strengthen one another? Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So let's pray and we'll dive in. God, thanks for this morning. Thank you for each person, God, who's here today. We thank you for those who came in last night or late and they made it here this morning, God. We just ask that this morning would strengthen us for the battle. As the day approaches, as the day draws near when you come to bring us home, God, we just ask for strength for these days and encouragement for these days. So teach us, God, how to be a church. ...where we strengthen one another. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are, Hope Community Church... ...a church where we are strengthening one one another. We are a people-strengthening church. What does it look like for us to be a a, a people-strengthening church... ...or a church that strengthens people? It's right here in Hebrews 10.24... ...where it says, let us consider... How we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And this is really what we want to do. Remember this year, our vision for 2018 is to go all in to go all out. And so we want to be a church where we're strengthening one another, not just so that we can look in the mirror and kind of flex our muscles and like take some selfies and, you know, get the ab shots or whatever. That's not what this is about. We want to be a church that's stronger on the inside so we can make a greater difference on the outside. We want to consider how we can spur one another on to a life of love and good deeds. So how can we strengthen each other to have a passion for God that results in a greater impact in the world? Greater love for God, greater love for our neighbors, A life of love and good deeds. That's what God is calling us to, to be that strong that we're making an impact in the world. And so, uh, parents, any parents in here, we want to come alongside you as a church and we want to strengthen you so that you can raise children who have a passion for Jesus Christ and go out into the world and do great things for God. Does that take energy? Does that take investment? Are there days when you want to give up? Oh, absolutely. But we as a church, we as a community, we want to strengthen parents so that we want to empower parents so that they can be the spiritual leader of their home. Some of you are here today and uh, you're growing older in the family of God. We want to strengthen you. God's not done with you yet. So uh, get rid of the word retired. Not retiring, you're transitioning. And now is the time, in these years, to invest in the next generation. To do creative work. Mentoring. Be a blessing to our church and our community. I believe that for some of you, as you're growing older in the family of God, that your 60s, 70s, and 80s will be your years of greatest impact. And I believe that for some of you. Some of you are here today and you're a student. Maybe you're working in a place that's very secular. It's hard to be a Christian. It's hard to be open about your faith in God. Some of us are being asked to affirm things in life that go against our faith. And there, there, there are many people are, that are working and, you know, studying in places where it's, it's difficult to be a Christian. And I want to encourage you today, and I just say, God has you right where he wants you to be. And we as a church want to empower you to be a light in dark places. What could we do, church, if we were just a little bit stronger? What love would the world see? What impact would we make? Some of you are here today and you're not okay. are going through difficulty. You're under stress. You're tired. And we have always been a hospital church. You guys heard that term around here? Hospital church is a place where people can come. They can find hope and healing. And so we're a church where it's okay to not be Okay. Did you guys know that? It's okay to not be okay here. But even when you're at the hospital, there comes a point where the nurse comes in. And there comes a point where it's time to move on, isn't there? And so even as we go through difficult days, weakness, stress, pressure, you guys, we want to spur one another on to move on to the love and good deeds that has that god has for us and some of you it's time to get out of the hospital and it's time to move on to love and good deeds it's time to stop defining ourselves by our struggles and to define ourselves by god's strength and to be empowered by god to rise up to a life of love and impact What, what could we do if we were just a little stronger? And I love Hebrews 10.24 where it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Is this... Who's spurring each other on? Oh, it's the church. No, what does it say? Let us... Not just your pastor, not just your elders. Let us. Have you considered how you can begin to spur people on to a life of love and good deeds? That's how strong we want you to be. Strong people strengthen people. That's how strong I want this church to be. I want us to be so strong that we are strengthening one another to live a life of love and impact. We're a church that strengthens people. A people-strengthening church. So what does that look like? How do we do that? How do we strengthen one another? Talking about people strengthening people. Not just the church will strengthen me. No, we're a church where people strengthen people. The members are the ministers. How do we do that? Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us consider how we may spur... One another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So how do we strengthen one another? How do people strengthen people at Hope Community Church? We're going to meet together. We're going to encourage one another, and we're going to do it all the more. Meet together, encourage one another. Do it all the more. It's not rocket science, right? It's meet together, encourage one another, do it all the more. So we're going to meet together in the, uh, this is such a hard word to say, Muir Woods, M-U-I-R. Muir Woods, just north of San Francisco. Um, There is an incredible forest of these breathtaking trees. Have any of you been to see the sequoia? The sequoias? Okay. They are, they're incredible. Um, I mean, look how huge that tree is. Uh, These sequoia trees are the tallest trees in the world. And they can grow to a height of 325 feet. That's that's a big, tall tree. They can live for 2,000 years. Um, These are incredibly resilient trees. Um, They've battled a lot of wind and storms, disease, pests. They've stood the test of time when other trees have not been able to endure those kinds of things. But what is the secret of their strength? What makes a sequoia so strong? How do they stand so tall? You would think it would be really deep roots. For a tree to go 325 feet into the air, you'd think they would need some pretty deep roots. Well, they don't have deep roots. Sequoia trees, um, their roots only go about 6 to 12 feet into the ground. Like, how does that add up? You know, that's like a tiny, tiny fraction of 325 feet. How do they do it? How do they stand so, tr- so strong? What's unique about a sequoia tree is that its roots intertwine with the roots of the other trees around it. So those roots will go out 100 feet to connect with the grove of trees around it. So when the wind blows, it's not just blowing against one tree. It's blowing against a thousand trees. Isn't that what the church is? Isn't this where we come together? and Our hearts and our lives are twined together so that when the storm comes, you're not standing on your own. But there are a hundred other trees strengthening you. That's what the church is. And so scripture says, don't give up meeting together. Don't isolate yourself. Listen, sometimes we think, I I don't need a community. I don't need church. I can handle this. Let's go back to the sequoia tree. Even a mighty sequoia couldn't stand without being connected to a forest of supporting trees. And if the mighty sequoia needs that, How much do we need that? And so over 59 times the New Testament says, one another, love one another, support one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens. You need some one another's in your life. It's how we grow stronger as a church. We don't give up meeting together. You need the strength of this Sunday morning experience. You need the strength of living life as a single, as a family. You need the strength of living life in community with some other believers. Our teenagers, they need the strength of Christian community. Let's make sure they have that. We meet together. It's how we support and strengthen one another. So we meet together. How else do we strengthen one another? We encourage one another. We encourage one another. Uh, Do we have any tennis players in the room today? All right, yeah, look, okay. Um, Back in high school I played tennis and if you don't know how high school tennis works, um, schools play against each other and it's the best of seven matches. So you have one, two, three singles And you have one, two, three, four doubles. And two schools will play against each other. The team that wins the most matches wins the tournament. Well, back in high school, I was playing tennis. And uh, I loved doubles. Um, Just love like being at the net, you know, fast hands. We were playing against another school. And the score was tied three matches to three matches. And me and my doubles partner were the last team on the court. So if we win, the school wins. If we lose, the school loses. And I kid you not, every tennis player from our school, everyone representing the school, every friend, every family member, they all came to our court. And they started cheering us on. And I'm not talking like the little, like, boom, boom, boom. No, they were like shouting and yelling, come on, nice shot. You know, like in between points, you hear like the, you know, like we will, I like, and we won the game. Not because of, simply through the power of encouragement. Have you ever experienced that in life? Like we can win a lot of victories in life simply through encouragement. Encouragement is such a powerful thing and what scripture's saying in Hebrews 10 25 is encourage one another For the difficult matches that we face ahead. Let's be like Nice shot. Go do that. You know win win the victory. Let's encourage one another There's a great formula for encouragement right here in Hebrews 10 24 through 25 It says let us consider If you want to encourage somebody, you need to know what's going on in their life, right? So consider. Let us consider. It's it's how we begin to encourage other people. Um, Begin to ask questions. What's going on in the lives of people around you? Have you considered that? If we're going to be encouragers, we need to consider what people around us are going through. So we consider. Let us consider. And then it says, spur one another on. I'm from Colorado, so when I think of spurs, I think of like cowboy boots, horseback riding. What's the point of spurs? Well, they look awesome. (laughs) Okay. I mean, if I had boots today, I'd be like, you know, looks awesome. What's the point of spurs? Isn't it to help get the horse moving forward? It's to guide a horse. Not to, spurs don't, aren't designed to hurt a horse. Just like our encouragement isn't meant to hurt people, spurs apply just the right amount of pressure to help that horse move forward. And that's what good encouragement does. It applies just the right amount of pressure to help people around us move forward in their life. But We've got to consider what are people going through and start to spur them on. And then it says, encourage one another. And uh, there is no greater encouragement that we can give to somebody than the truth of God's word. I mean, scripture is so powerful encouragement. encouraging. Even Hebrews, Hebrews 13 calls the letter of Hebrews a word of encouragement. I love Romans where it says, uh, through the encouragement of the scriptures we have hope. So how powerful would it be if we as a group began to consider what's going on in the lives of people around us and we started spurring each other on and encouraging one another with the truths of Scripture. The word encouragement literally means in courage. Encouragement, it means to put courage in to somebody. That's awesome. Man, I want to be a person that Puts courage into people. They can live their life for God. That's what we're going to do. We're going to meet together. We're going to encourage one another. And last one. Do it all the more. Hebrews 10.25 says. um, Do not give up meeting together. As some are in the habit of doing. But encourage one another. And all the more. As you see the day approaching. As you see. The day, capital D, the day approaching. Don't you know there's a day when Christ is coming and he's going to judge the living and the dead. He's going to wipe every tear from our eyes and he's going to make all things new. And I want to be ready for that day. I want to be prepared for that day. And if you don't have Christ in your life today, you're not ready for that day. If Christ were... If Christ broke through the sky today, this afternoon, would you be ready to meet God face to face? Are you ready for that day? Are your sins forgiven? Have you invited Jesus into your life? I want to be ready for that day. You can be ready for that day right now, today, this moment. Jesus paid the price on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead so we can have new life and a new relationship with God. You don't have to earn it, you don't have to deserve it. You're saying yes to Jesus Christ. God, I need you. I invite you into my heart and into my life today. I want to be ready for the day. Because that day is coming. The day when Jesus returns. He is alive. He's coming back. And for those of us who've said yes to Jesus, oh, what a, what a homecoming. When he comes and he calls us home, I, I'm so pumped. that day because it's gonna be awesome and you know the joy and the celebration when the sky opens up and the clouds roll back as a scroll and we see our Savior coming can't wait for that day but until that day comes we got some battles right we got some difficult days ahead is it gonna get any easier as the day approaches probably not so we don't give up meeting together we continue to encourage one another And all the more as we see the day approaching. And I was thinking about our small group back in Colorado. And um, we started to go through some hard things together as a group, as small groups do when you're living life deeply together. And I remember there was a week when um, one of our friends and one of the families in our small group had a miscarriage. And they they were devastated, and they were grieving the life Of this baby. And um, as we were talking to them. Just caring for them. began to say like. Small group is this week. Totally understand if you don't want to come. To small group. And. They didn't react. Like I had expected them to to react. Because they said you know what. We need our small group even more. This week. So many times in our life when we go through pain and we go through difficulty, a lot of times we pull away from the thing that we need most of all. And what they were saying is, you know what, this has been a painful week, but we need small group even more, even more as the day draws near. And we cried together, we prayed for one another. We need that. We need the strength of one another. Think about your life. What kind of strength are you going to need for the days ahead? What kind of obstacles are you going to face? As you grow older in the family of God, as you're a parent, as you're going to school, as you're, um, as you're facing the stress and the pressure of work or home, what strength do you need for the days ahead? What obstacles would you face? But maybe even more importantly is, what impact would we make in this world if we were just a little bit stronger? as we began to spur one another on towards love de- and good deeds, what difference could we make in the high school or in our town? It's why we don't want to miss a Sunday. It's why our kids need to be in youth group. We need community. And so this is going to be a church where we're strengthening one another, encouraging one another, spurring one another on to love, to good deeds. Uh, we are a people-strengthening church. It's one I want to share with you guys. How do we strengthen one another? It's easy. We meet together. I know, I'm preaching to the choir today, right? It's like, you're here. Great job. Good job. Seriously. Some of you, it's hard to get here. It was hard for our family to get here last week. It's like, you're leaving the door and the kids are melting down. You know, like, it's hard. But we persevere. We meet together. We encourage one another. We do it all the more. And Do you know that there is nothing that we can't face together? There, there's no limit to, to what we can't get through together. There's no difference in our city that we can't make. And it's not because we're strong, it's because he is strong, God is strong, and we are stronger together. And that's what it means to be a people-strengthening church. I want to pray, and we'll worship together. God, thanks for this morning, thanks for everybody that's here, and, um. It's nice to pause and to take a week and to remember what we're doing and why we're doing it. Being here at church is really about getting stronger as a person, stronger for a walk with God, but stronger so we can go out and we can do great things for you. So I pray, God, that, that as we go on this journey together, as we move towards that day when you return, I pray that we'd strengthen each other. I pray we'd fight for one another. I pray that we would rise up to be the church that you've called us to be. God, help us to remember that it's not for our reward, it's for the Lamb's reward. Put courage into our hearts as we remember that you are strong and there is no limit to your strength. God, by your strength, we can conquer an army. We can scale a wall. Then the mountains crumble and fall into the sea. God, you are our refuge and our strength. And we need that today. Strengthen us, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. For those who are not ready for that day, God, we ask that you'd reveal yourself to them. We pray that even in this moment, that today is the day of salvation, God. I pray that there would be people even right now who are inviting Jesus Christ into their heart and into their life. We love you, God. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the ways we're strengthening one another. We ask that even more for the days ahead. And we ask that in Jesus' name. And everybody said.